welcome to Catch These Vibes. My name is Charmonique. Thank you so much for tuning in into my 90s series. I've been going over the best movies from the 90s and we are really coming to a close for this series. We are going to be talking about Jingle All The Way in this episode. We are in Christmas season, so we are talking about Christmas movies and we have a good a good pretty good lineup for the next couple of weeks so i'm excited about that i hope you all have enjoyed this series it's been a lot of fun for me i am going to take a much needed break once this series is done and just think about what is next for the podcast if anything at all I definitely would appreciate and accept any type of feedback, any suggestions, anything you'll like to hear from me. You can definitely hit me up through the website, catchthesevibespod.com. There is a section where you can contact me. You can also leave reviews from the page. You can hit me up via social media, catch underscore vibes pod on Twitter catch these vibes pod on instagram you can uh you know hit me up let me know how you feel and yeah so let's go ahead and get into this episode this episode probably not probably not gonna be longer than 35 40 minutes it's gonna be short and sweet this movie is pretty pretty simple to talk about nothing too deep to get into but I'm going to make it, you know, you know how I do. I'll make it cool and informative. So let's go ahead and get into the movie Jingle All The Way. The concept of this movie is very, very simple, but, but you know, sweet, fun and lighthearted. A father vows to get his son a Turbo Man action figure for Christmas. However, every store is sold out and he must travel all over town and compete with everybody else in order to find one. So that's pretty much all it's about, really. So Arnold Schwarzenegger, he plays Howard. Howard is the main character. Howard Howard Langston, we have Sinbad, he plays Myron. Phil Hartman, rest in peace to him. He plays Ted. He's the the neighbor who's trying to hit get in on his wife. So Rita Wilson, she plays the wife, Liz Langston. We have Jake Lloyd. He plays Jamie Langston. That's the son of Howard. And then Jim Belushi, he's the mall Santa. We have Harvey Corman. He plays the president. Um, let me see. I don't really recognize a lot of these people. Robert Conrad, he plays Officer Humel. So this movie was released. Let me see. It was released in 1996, but the actual date was November 22nd. So it was almost a month before pretty much a month before christmas that year i do want to say something though i probably said this before but 1996 
1999, like those are really popular years. Like a lot of the movies that I've talked about are during those years. Like if you just go back and scroll and see, because I always put the year right next to the movie title. And it's a lot of 1996, a lot of 1998, a lot of 1999s. I just wanted to point that out. So this movie was directed by Brian Brian Levant. He's also known for Snow Dogs, Scooby-Doo, The Mystery Begins, The Flintstones, Viva Rock Vegas, and Are We There Yet? A lot of wholesome movies. And then the movie was written by Randy Cornfield. So he's worked as a consultant at DreamWorks, Warner Brothers, United Artists, MGM, 20th Century Fox, and Sony. Um, so he's worked a lot as a consultant for those different companies. He wrote the story for Eight-Legged Freaks, a movie called Sweet Revenge, Blood Knot. There's also a jingle all the way too, which I am not interested in seeing, but he also wrote that. He wrote a, a, the story for the movie The Secretary and a movie called Incident at Deception Ridge. So shout out to the cast, shout out to the writer and director of this movie. So you can watch this on Prime. You can watch it on Disney Plus as well, I believe. This movie won a Blockbuster Entertainment Award for the fa- favorite supporting actor, Sinbad, won that. And then for the at the Golden Camera Awards in Germany, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he won Best International Actor. Okay, so again, this movie is really lighthearted and fun. It's just about this man. He doesn't really prioritize his family. So he's a he works at this mattress company and he pretty much puts his work before his family. He's always missing things. He never makes things in time. And it it really just comes down to prioritizing your life. Like you have to make the decision to say, okay, I'm going to leave work at this time. Like I can, especially if you are like, the boss or like the manager or the owner of a company you should be able to you know prioritize and say okay I'm drawing the line right here I'm going to delegate and say that I'm going to leave because I have something to do I have something to do for my family I have to be somewhere for my son but he doesn't do this he stays at work late and then tries to make make it to things that start within 20 minutes so pretty much that's how the movie begins. We see him rushing to make make it to his son's karate match where he won or he was awarded the purple belt. I believe was it purple? Yeah, I think it was purple. And so he doesn't make it. He gets pulled over and the cops, you know, starts messing with him because he's like, first of all, I pulled you over for a reason. Second of all, you trying you trying to tell me that you got to make it to your son as if all these other people in traffic don't got to make it somewhere too. 
Like, why you think you finna get special privilege? So, and this is a, a cop that he runs into several times throughout the movie. So it kind of, it just becomes a thing. So he doesn't make it on time. And so his he gets home and his son is super disappointed because this is a common thing. He's always late. He never makes it. It's always excuses. And so his son is very upset about that. So he asks his son, what can he do to make it up to him? How can you make him happy and make him feel better? So his son, he's really, really into this action figure, Turbo Man. And he's like, you know, our Superman or our Batman, you know, how people feel about those, how kids these days feel about those characters is how he feels about Turbo Man. He watches the show or movies. And he's just really, really into it. And Turbo Man is just really in at this point in time. And so everybody loves Turbo Man. And he's like, yes, I want this action figure. You know, it has all these cool things. It does all these cool things. And yes, I'm, that's what I want for Christmas. So his dad says, okay, well, you're going to get that. And I'll make sure I get that for you. And so he's happy. He's like, yay, you're the best dad. Whoop I love you. And so two weeks go by. And now it's Christmas Eve. And so Howard, he's talking to his wife and she's just, she reminds him like, yeah, um, good thing you got that action figure or do you, or she just basically trying to remind him about it. And then he like, he realizes that he never got it. He didn't get it. And it's such a popular action figure that it's like, now you're trying to get at the last minute. It's just not going to, you just going to have a really difficult time getting it. So he lies to her and tells her that he did get it. And she was like, well, that's great because it's going to be very impossible to get it now. You know, for anyone who's trying to get it today, it's, it's you know, in demand. So immediately he's like, okay. I fucked up. I got to go. I got to go to some stores and and get it. I got to figure this out. So it's like I said, it's Christmas Eve. So everyone's trying to do last minute shopping. And then everyone is in particular trying to get this Turbo Man action figure. So he goes to the store. Everyone's lined up in the front. Waiting for the store to open. And once they open the doors, everyone goes crazy and is trying to find this doll. Well, they don't have any more. The person that took one, the last one, had it on layaway. And she had left the store already. And so at this point, this is when Howard meets Sinbad's character, Myron. He's a mailman who's also trying to get the action figure for his son. And so they kind of, at this point, begin competing and become arch enemies trying to get this action figure for their sons so they're you know pushing each other knocking each other over and all types of stuff and so once they find out that the lady they the store clerk told them that the lady with a fur coat took one she had on layaway she just picked it up and she just left so they're like okay well we got to find that lady and try to get it from her so that's what they do but they were too late. The lady had already drove off 
And so bye-bye to that Turbo Man that they could have possibly had or bought from her. That is out of question now. So this is pretty much what happens. They go to a few different stores and try to get this doll. Like everyone is trying to get this action figure. So he ends up going to another store that said that they had them and they were like making people grab balls. I didn't really understand the concept of it. I guess if you had a particular, if you had the right color ball, then you can possibly get the action figure. But then that didn't work out. And the whole time while he's gone on Christmas Eve, the neighbor, he's like, um, he's a single man. His, I believe his wife died. And so his name is Ted. And Ted has a son who is friends with Howard's son. So the, the, the boys, they hang out and, and he's always just there trying to help out around the house and do different things. And he's definitely just trying to make a move on Howard's wife. And so Howard, he is super like annoyed by that. But it's just like, Ted, like, man, I'm trying to get in where I fit in. You ain't ever home. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to try to, you know, make your wife choose. So that's what he pretty much trying to do the whole movie. And he's always just like trying to just have one up and be this perfect dad and perfect person. He decorated Howard's house for him because he wasn't there. And it's just like, dude, you doing too much. Then nobody asked you to do that. And and he even like rents a reindeer. Like he just be doing extra, extra shit, just trying to make himself like seem cool and just better than Howard because Howard is physically better looking than him you know and so he thinks that if he he does all these different things that Howard's wife Liz is just going to be like you know oh Ted you're always here take me now or whatever so a lot of things just pretty much happen to where it just never works out it always leads to some crazy situation he so Howard he ends up at the mall and there's like a fake Santa there and he's like you know telling him you trying to get a turbo man up because I got some I got the hookup so he ends up going to this warehouse where there's like a whole bunch of fake Santas and they have all these toys and they're trying to get the toys out I guess to the kids and so he gives him he charges him $300 for the turbo man and he handed him the money before he even saw if it was actually Turbo Man. And so turns out it really it was Turbo Man, but it was like a, it was it spoke a totally different language. And then it once he like opened the box, it pretty much just fell apart. So he's like, you know what? No, you didn't just try to try to jip me for my for my money. Like give me my money back but he wasn't trying to give him the money back. So they ended up, you know, fighting, getting into it. And so that situation went completely wrong. 
And then he ends up ends up at this diner and he overhears on the radio that the radio station is selling Turbo Man. They're like, if you like to win a Turbo Man, name all of Santa's reindeer or whatever. And so Myron is there as well and he overhears that call. So they start, you know, fighting, competing. And then they find out that the radio station is right down the street. So they both race and try to get to the radio station so that they can get the Turbo Man dog. Well, Howard, he he ends up getting there first. And he goes up to the radio guy and he's like, I know the answer. And so he says he names all the reindeer. But the guy's like, he basically tells him, you really think I got a Turbo Man here right now? It's a gift certificate so that you can eventually get one. So he basically went down there and did all that for no reason. And Myron crazy self, he threatens them with a bomb. Like he did this several times in the movie and people actually believed it. The first time they believed it and then they found out that it really wasn't a bomb. But then the second time, this nigga really had a bomb. So that was funny, but it wasn't like too explosive because it didn't like kill anybody. You know, it's still it ain't, you know, blowing people up in the movie. You know, it's still a kid movie. So, yeah. So he eventually gives up and goes home and he sees that that Ted, the neighbor, is in his house with his wife putting up his tree. And it's just like, why are you still in my house? Like, why are you in my house? <laughs> but he, Ted said he was, you know, you not here, so I'm going to be here. So he was like, up, very upset about that. And then he remembered that Ted said that he had a turbo man for his son under the Christmas tree. So he's like, all right, you want to mess with my wife? I got you. So he broke into their house and took the Turbo Man. So on his way out their house, he got a guilty conscience, conscience and was like, you know, what am I doing? Why am I stealing from a kid? Let me put this back. So he put it back. And then one thing led to another. He, they found out that he was what he was doing. And so his wife was just like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, you've been gone all day. you, And then I find you breaking into our neighbor's house. Like, what is up with you? So she's obviously upset and disappointed. And so they, they leave to a parade. They've been waiting for him all day because his they were supposed to go to the parade together. The last couple of parades last two years of of the parade he hasn't been able to make it he hasn't been there so his son really really wanted him to be there this time so he's upset with himself and then he decides you know what I'm gonna make it up to him and I'm gonna head to this parade and you know do what's right because no even though I don't have the turbo man at least I can still make it to the parade and you know spend time with my family so he goes to the parade and he ends up running into this cop again. 
And every time he runs into the cop, he's doing something. Like at one point, I think he like he hit the cop's car. And so I think at this point, he had bumped into the cop and made him spill his coffee all over himself. And so he's he's getting chased by the cop and or he's running away from the cop. And he ends up running into this building. And in there, they're getting that's where they're getting all ready for the parade. And they the people that are in there getting ready for the parade, they think that he is the guy that's going to put on the Turbo Man costume because the guy that was going to put it on, he had called in sick or whatever. And so they thought that he was the, the replacement or the stand-in guy. So they put this the Turbo Man costume all on him and 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 then put him on the float for the parade, which is it's just really cute and I like the way that everything just becomes full circle and works out in the end because it's like his son wanted a Turbo Man doll or action figure and then what's better than having an action figure than you know having your dad in the action you know be the actual action figure and do something so cool where all the kids are just like wow and probably would want their dad to do something like that so his dad was the Turbo Man, and then he also was able to give him the Turbo Man doll. So I think that that part, I really liked that how they did that and made it work out that way. And I think that it made the movie, it gave the movie a really good ending. So there's more that I can go into detail about the movie, but like I said, it's pretty short, simple, and sweet simple concept man has to get something for his son he goes through hell to get it he ends up being able to get it at the end happy ever after lovely beautiful okay (laughs) so let's get into some did you know facts about the movie producer chris columbus wanted joe pesci to play myron but he was deemed too short at five feet three inches next to arnold schwarzenegger who is six feet, two inches. Schwarzenegger had previously appeared in two films alongside Danny DeVito, who is even shorter. The world premiere was held on November 16, 1996 at the Mall of America in Bloomington, where parts of the film were shot. A day of events was held to celebrate the film's release, and Arnold Schwarzenegger donated memorabilia from the film to the mall's Planet Hollywood. First of all, I want to... I didn't go over this. I want to see how much it did. Ooh. So the budget of this movie was an estimated $60 million, And the movie went on to gross worldwide. 129 Almost $130 million. So that's pretty good. The movie was shot in Minnesota. And then... Universal Studios backlot mini. Yep. Okay. Cool. All right. So the story is based on the 1980s shopping frenzy over the Cabbage Patch dolls. However, it ended up perfectly mimicking the Tickle Me Elmo craze of Christmas 1996. Sinbad improvised the majority of his lines. Arnold also improvised many of his responses in his conversations with him. 
one thing is that their their conversations and things that they say to one another are pretty funny. Sinbad is is funny. Um, a movie that I really love with Sinbad, if you have not watched it, is called House Guest. It's a really really good movie and it's really funny. And I would have definitely talked about that too. But as you know, I can. It's no way possible for me to talk about every single '90s movie, but that's definitely one that. I, I would have done for sure. In March 2001, a U.S. District Court jury in Birmingham, Michigan, ruled that 20th Century Fox stole the script idea from Detroit high school biology teacher Brian Webster. The studio was ordered to pay $19 million, later reduced to $1.5 million. Webster submitted the script called Could This Be Christmas? to the studio in 1994 and never received payment nor credit despite the film making $129 million worldwide. The studio appealed, claiming Webster's script was submitted after they had purchased a treatment of what would become this movie's script, and the verdict was reversed. Hmm, that's interesting. Arnold Schwarzenegger enjoyed the film. He experienced last-minute Christmas shopping himself and was attracted to playing an ordinary character in a family film. That is one thing. He has played some different characters for sure. Um, this is this movie is one of my favorites of his, along with True Lies. Um, I have to look at his filmography because I'm pretty sure I'm forgetting some. I mean, obviously, everyone loves Terminator. Filming took place in Minnesota for five weeks from April 15, 1996. At the time, it was the largest film production to ever take place in the state. Official Turbo Man action figures have been released. Tiger Electronics released a 13.5-inch figure in 1996, which has become a rare collector's item. In 2021, Funko released more toys based on the film, such as a replica of the action figure seen in the film with several pop vinyl figures. Arnold Schwarzenegger's agent suggested Sinbad, but the producers felt he was unsuited to the role of a villain as it could harm his clean, family-oriented comedy act and reputation. Although Sinbad felt the character would generate the audience's sympathy rather than hatred, Furthermore, he missed the audition due to his appearance with Hillary Clinton and Sheryl Crow on the USO tour of Bosnia and Herzegovina. But Chris Columbus waited for him to return to allow him to audition, and although Sinbad felt he had messed it up, it was give, he was given the part. So the Turbo Man television show that Jamie watches at the beginning of the film was a parody of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah, that's the de definitely the vibe that it, it was given. It was definitely given Power Rangers. So towards the beginning when Howard is in his office taking phone calls while taking his talking with his wife, he signs a contract. Arnold Schwarzenegger signed his own name during the scene. Hmm. They said that Tim Allen was considered for the role of Howard Langston. I could definitely see that. This is definitely a Tim Allen vibe movie. But Tim Allen was Santa Claus himself, right? Yeah. I like Tim Allen. Am, am I thinking of the right person? Hold on. I, I'm, I feel like I am. 
Yes, I am thinking of the right person. So yeah, shout out to Tim Allen because he play he plays Santa Claus. So I'm I feel like too many Christmas movies maybe would have tarnished that because he's he's Santa Claus and he went on to do a few of those, right? And there's a show that he did. TV series and he's in Toy Story he did oh he was yeah he was Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story but the movie that I really like of his is Jungle to Jungle I really like that movie a lot that's a good movie and one that I definitely could have done check that movie out it came out in 1997 I really like that movie a lot but yeah, so they considered Tim Allen for this role. I can definitely see him doing it, but I think it was a good decision that he didn't since he is the Santa Claus. So let's see if there's anything else interesting here. The parade was filmed at Universal Studios Hollywood, California on the New York Street set due to safety concerns. The set was designed to resemble Second Avenue. The parade was shot from above by helicopters and stitched into matte shots of the real life street. It took three weeks to film with 1,500 extras being used in the scene along with three custom design floats. Turbo Man's red suit was modeled after DC Comics superhero, The Flash. Okay, yeah, I can definitely see the resemblance between the two. As Arnold only signed on for the film in February and the film was shot so quickly, only six and a half months were available for merchandising instead of the ideal year. As such, merchandising was limited to a 13 and a half inch replica $25 talking Turbo Man action figure and the West Coast exclusive Turbo Man time racer vehicle while no tie-in promotions could be secured. Despite this, several critics wrote that the film was only being made in order to sell the toy. Chris Columbus dismissed this notion, stating that with only roughly 200,000 Turbo Man toys being made, the merchandising was far less than the year's other releases, such as Space Jam and 101 Dalmatians. 20th Century Fox offered Arnold the project after development on a remake of Planet of the Apes, which had been a longtime pet project for the actor that fell apart. The after credit scene featured Howard's wife asking him what he got her for Christmas. Okay, yeah. So once everything settles and they get home, she like, man, you went through so much to get that toy. Can't wait to see what you got me. And he didn't even get her nothing. Like, come on. Like, he really kind of sucked as a husband and a dad. Like, dude, how you not have these things, these presents prepared? Like, how, why is it like, why are you being so last minute? But I get it. People be last minute with stuff. I understand. But... You my husband, you better have something for me. You don't be last minute with my gift. Shoot. 
So Robin Williams, Chevy Chase, Bill Murray, and Steve Martin were also considered for Howard. Tim Allen was also considered for the role of Myron. Hmm, interesting. The film draws inspiration from the high demand for Christmas toys, such as the Cabbage Patch Kids and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in the late 1980s and early 1990s, which often led to intense searching and occasional violence among shoppers. Randy Cornfield wrote the film's original screenplay after witnessing his in-laws go to a Santa Monica toy store at dawn in order to get his son a Power Ranger. While admitting to missing the clamor for the Cabbage Patch Kids and Power Rangers, producer Chris Columbus experienced a similar situation in 1995 when he attempted to obtain a Buzz Lightyear action figure from Toy Story. As a result, he rewrote Cornfield's script, which was accepted by 20th Century Fox. Yeah, so I, I I know that this is definitely relatable for a lot of people. You having to get something last minute or rush to the store to try to get something that's in demand that, you know, a lot of people are trying to get. I know a lot of people can, can relate to that experience. But this this kind of off topic. I saw, I just watched the movie Thanksgiving. It's a, it's a slasher movie and... It, I don't know. As I was watching it today, this it made me think of that movie because it just came out and I just watched it. And it just has a similar scene um, with people rushing into the store and then how hectic it can get. Now, obviously, with it being a slasher movie, it was on a whole nother level, okay? But I don't know. It just reminded me of that and how crazy people can get. Like, I I've never, ever been that that crazy about getting into a store I don't even I can't even really remember the last time I went somewhere for Black Friday I think one time that I went to maybe Best Buy for and I got a TV and I stood in the long ass line but I've never been and will never put myself in a situation where I am being ambushed by a whole bunch of people and people are fighting and trying to get certain stuff like no I just I online shop that is me that's what I do I online shop I will online shop way like no I am not going to step foot into a store when it's busy no 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 Mm -mm. I refuse I will not put myself in that predicament but more power to the people that do it who feel it's necessary. But yeah. Mm-mm. But yeah, I just uh it just reminded me of that because there's a similar scene with, with the people rushing into the store and trying to get things in that movie Thanksgiving. So by late night 2018, this movie would have a few more retrofitted in-joke corporate references never planned for in their original film. The Turbo Man series characters look like a Saban version of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which Fox owned for a period. Jake Lloyd was obviously in Fox's Star Wars Phantom Menace, also further suitably referenced with I Am Your. Additionally, all the Marvel comic book characters will become Corporate siblings to 20th Century Fox's film catalog, assuming the Walt Disney Company complete 
their intended purchase of the 20th 21st century fox corporate assets as the walt disney company owned marvel outright when howard goes into jamie's bedroom to apologize to jamie a mask of the incredible hulk is visible on the bedroom wall arnold schwarzenegger had been approached to play the incredible hulk in the incredible hulk 1977 but declined all right well we actually made it past the 35 minute mark so still short and sweet though i hope you all enjoyed the episode next week we're going to be talking about home alone okay getting through these christmas classic movies and we also gonna touch on home alone 3 because that's also a 90s movie and it's also a good one so i don't care what nobody gotta say home alone 3 is is it's still good you know no it's not macaulay culkin but it's still a good movie I, i really enjoy home alone 3 we used to watch it a lot so yeah that's what to expect next week i hope you all enjoy the rest of your week and be blessed and vibe out smooches